There it is. Bell for round three of Pacific Coast Boxing. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Doodle, doodle. You know where you're at, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with my co-host Rick Prado at Standing 8 Count Studios. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Fired up, man. You know, big weekend of uh, boxing and, uh, you know, Dodgers in the World Series. I know. You talk about, like, what a weekend, right? Uh And again, right, I mean, the fight delivered, right? And I know we're going to get into it, Mm -hmm. but thankfully it delivered. Now, again, you know, going back to that, one of the greatest fights of all time, Uh right, with, uh, I forget, Pedrosa and Branchichilk. Um, no, that was a great fight. Yeah. Two fighters at the elite level fighting for the undisputed. And it didn't matter what belts were on the line. We knew that those were the two best lightweights in the world. Right. Yeah. And and it delivered. And okay? it comes down to historical significance. Yep. You know, we have a, a new champion and, uh, you know, it huge, huge fight, you know, going forward. Yep. You know, where do each of them go? You know, it has a turning point. Yeah. You know, where these fighters, the other ones, you know, do we care who the other two are going to fight next? No, we don't. And here's the thing, right? No, we don't. And this particular fight, how many knockdowns were there? Okay. No knockdowns, right? But yet from a strategical perspective, Mm -hmm. from a boxing, from the sweet science, from the making the adjustments, what a fight. Yeah, no, definitely. What a fight, man, right? And again, we'll get into the details of mm-hmm. it. So much to cover. In fact, that's going to be a big uh, part of because this is this, that was, this was a super fight, okay? Yeah, it was one of our top five that one we of our wanted until the end of the year, and we got it. Probably the only one we're going to get yeah. going to the end of the year. You know, yeah. You I know. mean, Davis and, and um, Teofimo, I mean, uh, D- Davis and... Um, Oh gosh, Leo Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. That's a pretty big one too. It's a pretty big fight, but it wasn't one of the five that we no. that we wanted. No, it, it wasn't. Still, that's probably the next uh, big yeah. fight after this one. But this one was it, right? And again, if you know, if this was a Super Bowl or the you know end of a World Series, like again after Game Seven, even that you know after the Dodger playoff mm-hmm. game winning the Braves. Um, post game. So this is going to, we're going to go into the details and yeah. talk about the post fight. By the way, congratulations, right? You were right on with the decision. Yeah. yeah um, unanimous decision. Yep. Right, right on. Yeah. Uh, I changed mine and that was simply uh-huh. to, you know, I did. I thought that maybe he can get a knockout. But if you listen to our early show, I had Tiafimo by a decision as well. Yeah. We couldn't have been more spot on with our prediction, Rick. We said that Tiafimo mm-hmm. was going to be younger, was going to be quicker. He was going to be able to outbox him. We said the only way that Loma was going to win is if it was a boring 12-round snooze. Yeah. And he couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, it. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get into it. But uh, I even have some numbers, you know, to kind of throw out there where we can break it down. Um, Lopez seemed... Too big, yeah. Too strong in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think I think Lomachenko felt, felt his power early. Didn't want to open up. Let him let Lopez get out to a huge lead. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's tough to come back. Yep. Well, so we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that a little later. In fact, uh, we'll we'll have a segment dedicated specifically mm-hmm. to that for all the boxing diehards that want to know what did we think about the fight? How yeah. did we? Especially now, since we're two of the few that actually called it right. Right. Yeah. Like, why do you want to listen to all these other boxing, you know, media outlets that called it wrong? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't get me started on Andre Ward having the fight one fourteen one fourteen. Yeah. Right. Right. Does that have anything to do? Andre because you picked him to win yeah right give me a break man you know and that's uh, that's the number one thing is people hate to be wrong right so you know of course you know he's gonna throw some rounds you know Lomachenko's way but uh 
we have numbers, you know, to 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 support the decision. Hundred um, percent. And then, of course, there was the uh, you know Ed, Edgar Berlanga was on the card, yeah. the first round knockout streak. So we had that going on. Um, other stuff going on, uh, and we'll, we'll get to. We got uh, Brooke and Crawford. Mm-hmm. Looks like that's going to be a fight. Again, we're getting closer to the Davis. Um, Tank Davis and Leo Santo Cruz. I'll give you some other interesting information, Rick, uh, which I was really excited about. Yeah. Um, I, I talked over the last couple of episodes about uh, reading the Alexis Argoya book because yeah. I'm a huge Alexis Argoya fan. So uh, I won't get into Alexis Argoya's career anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked enough about <laughs> the man who I consider one of the greatest fighters. But I reached out to the author, Christian Juidis or Judice, depending on how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. It's an Italian last name. Um, and he responded back. And so um, it sounds like there's a good chance that we're going to be able to get him on the podcast. No, yeah, that, that, that'll be great. You know, he probably uh, has a wealth of knowledge, you know, boxing yeah. expert. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be great to talk to him. Yeah, curious to see, you know, about his story because it uh, looks like he grew up uh, going to the fights with his dad in the 80s in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And the books that he's written, right? So he's written a book, uh, 2006, Hands of Stone, Roberto Duran. That's the book I'm currently in the middle of reading now. And I tell you what, what a what a book and stuff yeah. he's got on on Roberto Duran. It's uh, if you think you know Roberto Duran, you don't. Yeah. Not until you read the book and you read the insights. It's just an amazing book. And then he wrote in 2012, The Beloved Warrior. That's with Alexis Arguello. And then in 2016, I told you a book that I think you should read. Mm-hmm. Considered the greatest. Um, Puerto Rican fighter of all time, Wilfredo uh, Bazooka Gomez. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the book that's coming out this week. I can't wait. Amazon should be delivering it in a couple of days. Uh, macho Time. Oh, man. You know, that, that, that should be a good one. Probably plenty of stories of Macho Time. Yeah, I know. I know. You could just imagine. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this guy goes uh, behind the scenes, doesn't even give a credit. I mean, he interviews... Uh, you know, the next door neighbor, the, mm-hmm. the folks across the street. I mean, anybody, and he travels to these locations, yeah. okay? You know, with Duran on Arguello, he's not, you know, he's not desktop writing this, right, from his comfortable place yeah. in North Carolina. Um, he's writing this like he's in the field, right? No, um, yeah. Getting firsthand experience, because how else, right? You can't feel the cool breeze of Hawaii and talk mm-hmm. about it. You got to be there, you man. You got to be there, yeah. And it's the same thing, right? How can you write about, you know, uh, Roberto Duran and the the gyms in Cologne mm-hmm. and Panama, right? You got to be there. So this guy was there. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully setting that up here in, a, you know, obviously we're going to see when he's available, but mm-hmm. fired up about that. Um, again, and it's interesting to me that he writes a lot about the Latin America fighters. Yeah. So I think he must have been influenced by the Latin America fighters. You know, we're watching that in, because um, I said, you know, to finish that topic, when I read the book, it reminded me, we saw the Arguello prior fight, um, dozens of Nicaraguan flags flying mm-hmm. in the audience. And then, of course, all of us in unison chanting, duro, duro, somehow, <laughs> you know, as if Alexis Arguello can feel us, right? Yeah. In Miami, and here we are in L.A., right? And sure enough, Rick, when we would be all yanning, you know, yelling duro, and Arguello would would, uh, would score with the combination, the sports arena erupted, you know? Yeah. So it was like, you know, we were we were leading the charge, man, <laughs> right? You've been to closed-circuit fights. You yeah. know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? No, yeah, definitely. It'll, uh, the places can get pretty fired up, even though... Uh, you know, did they set up a ring right there in the thing so you can in, see the empty in, ring? In, in this one, no. Okay, not, one right, not in this one. They had an empty ring, so you, yeah. you almost felt like oh, they no were going to be in there. <laughs> 
See, that's funny. And of course, this one, you know, this fight was back in 1982. Uh-huh. You know, back then, the technology wasn't even all that great. Yeah. Now it would be so much better. Yeah, right? definitely. But back then, it was the grainy screen, but it's <laughs> what we had. I swear to gosh, man. I mean, it was, it felt like you were there. Yeah. Right. And you think about that, right? And it's kind of the same, like when you're, you know, at home. But it's not the same. So when you think about that, probably not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how many people, because I started thinking about it, how many people can you get to show up to a closed circuit event like that for a mega fight? Because that place was, Rick, there, yeah. had, there had to be 12, 14,000 people there. Yeah, I mean, it was I, packed. I'm trying to think of the last closed circuit ones that they've had. Um, I know in Vegas they have them when they, mm-hmm. um, when they sell out. And then, you know, the only place where you can go see it is the closed circuit, yeah. um, you know, hotels around there but uh well we went right remember we uh, went to go watch uh was it it was at the pachanga we went to mm-hmm. go watch against manny pacquiao I forget he was fighting against right uh, yeah I, but, I forget the opponent but it was but but even that wasn't bad right because uh-huh. there probably was i don't know i'm gonna say one to two hundred people in well, that, yeah, you know, in that the, venue right the best you know the best way to watch a fight is yeah. always with you know other fans around yeah. you yeah you can see the reaction yeah you know the live fight is always the best you know yeah but, even the closed circuit, you still kind of get that feel. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and, as I, and I was just thinking about that, thinking that would be yeah. a pretty good marketing thing for them to do, right? Of course, now you got all the black boxes and yeah. chips and way to figure that out. But I would personally, and we would, right? We would attend that if it was at yeah. not. The movie theater doesn't seem to do it justice because it's mm-hmm. almost too quiet. But, yeah, the Pachanga was a good place. And then, yeah. like I said, the sports arena where it's an actual venue. Yeah. That worked out pretty well. But like even now, you know, even with baseball, yeah. you know, the, the Dodgers are setting up screens in, the, in yeah. the Dodgers stadium parking lot. Yeah. And, you know, the fans are getting hyped, you know, when, when they're yeah. winning games. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's something that people would do. Yeah. No, they absolutely would. Yeah. And, and you're right. They were showing, uh, you know, during the COVID, of course, when they were uh, the Atlanta Braves, when they were playing yeah. at the Atlanta Braves were playing and outside the stadium. There's like mm-hmm. hundreds of people, if not thousands, watching the game together because there's a connection, man. There's yeah. a connection, like we've said, in all sports. But in boxing, right, it's that visceral connection, like the response that you get because it's your fighter. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said. So, anyways, hopefully uh, we get Mr. Uh, Judice to come on the show. And talk about kind of his background and then really get an insight into his new book that he just released. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Imagine oh. the stories on Macho Time. Yeah, no, that that, that book's going to be awesome. I can't wait. All right, folks, so much to talk about. really want to get into the output or the uh, result of that uh Super fight to Fimo mm-hmm. and Loma. I know there's other boxing news as well that we're going to cover. So um, let's come back. Let's cover uh, some of the other boxing news that's taking place, and then we'll get to the Teofimo and Loma. So we'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz, co-host Rick Prado, and we're back. So Rick, before we get into the uh, post-fight. Mm-hmm analysis news and all the other um news that in the noise i should say i was going to say that came on the aftermath yeah. of the fight let's talk about what else because that wasn't the only fight and there's other stuff going on still in the world of boxing so let's have at it okay uh yeah we'll start with the uh the news and then we'll get into that uh, but uh earl spence uh he said he'd be interested in moving to 160 to fight uh, canelo alvarez he'd like the fight to be in the 105,000-seat Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. Thinks it'll be a big fight. You know, he said he's having trouble getting down to 147. Uh, thinks, you know, him and Canelo at 160 would be a great fight. Yeah, I like that, by the way. Yeah. I like the fight. Now, of course, right, 
easier said than done, mm-hmm. but he's a PBC fighter. Yeah. Obviously, Canelo, you know, and who knows where he's at now. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything else. We did know that he refiled, right, that whole lawsuit. Yeah. So, but let's put that aside for a second and just assume that, you know, they can get that done, right? I like it. I yeah. think kudos. I mean, he's, you know, one of the few guys. There's some that are calling out Canelo, mm-hmm. but... Again, a lot of credit moving up two weights, really, right? So he's bypassing, you know, what the, the the let's just call it the 154 pound, yeah, right, junior middleweight, whatever division. Um, so that that would be interesting, and that would be a good fight. No, yeah, definitely. Can uh, Canelo come down and still make 160? Yeah, that that might be the toughest part of of right? the, of getting it done. Yeah, um, you know, Spence is a taller guy. You know, he probably has you know three inches, four inches on Canelo, so it's so it's not. Um, yeah, impossible for Spence, you know, to make that weight. Um, mm-hmm. Also, too, you know, I think he he sees Canelo as he's gonna make the most money. Right, you know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also called out Pacquiao. He'd like a Pacquiao fight. He understands if he never gets a Pacquiao fight, Pacquiao's up over forty years old. Said, you know, Pacquiao's able to pick, you know, whatever opponent he wants. Right, likely it's not gonna. be And he's him. not gonna fight Spence. It's uh, it's yeah. too too much of a risk to fight Spence. Spence is at his prime mm-hmm. again. You know, now we say, but he's got to get past uh, Garcia first, yeah. right? Danny Swift Garcia. Mm-hmm. I told you before, we talked about that, and we'll talk about that fight, you know, when we get closer to it. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, regardless of the accident and, you know, is he at full strength or whatever, he's going to beat Garcia. Garcia is not a natural 147. I think he's still a small welterweight. I think he was better at 140 pounds. Hasn't shown the same power at 147. So I think Spence Jr. gets by Garcia. And you're right. From a financial business perspective, Canelo's it. That's yeah. a that's a that's a mega payday. Yeah, and if he can get that, he can lure Canelo into it. You know, Canelo's probably thinking, hey, I've got a big name. Yep. You know, I've got a huge advantage in, in weight. You know, it, it'd be an easy fight for me to to have. Low risk. I could definitely see it happen. And and it's a notch, right? It's a notch on the yeah. belt because a lot of folks, you know, even you know before the uh, the accident, can, would would put Spence up there, depending on what list you believe. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of folks' top ten pound for pound fighters. Yeah. Right. So that's an opportunity to beat one of those guys that's willing to move up. And here's the thing, right? And if Canelo looks at that and says, "Yeah, but you know, you're small." Hey, he did it. He moved up yeah. and fought Kovalev at light heavyweight, right? Basically moving up two divisions from 160 to 175, um, although he also you know won at 168. But why not give the guy the opportunity, man? Yeah, if no. he's willing to come up. And then you you got two guys that are in the top five of pound pound for pound. No, I'm saying yeah. You know it'll be yeah. Um, you know great fight. No, it will. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, if he's impressive against Danny Garcia, right? Yeah. Um, because even uh, and and by the way, I'm an Earl Spence Jr. fan. Um, I, I love the fight when he beat Kel Brook. He went into Kel Brook's backyard to beat mm-hmm. him, right into enemy territory. Um, and he's tall enough. He's quick enough. He probably gets up to 160 plus by the time he's fighting, right? Yeah. So I. Well, man. That's, what, that's what he looked like when he fought uh, Mikey Garcia. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I I like it. Yeah. I'll still take Canelo. Uh-huh. Because you know strength, speed, skill, etc. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, man, I would love to see that fight. And yeah. good if he's calling them out. Well, yeah, let, let's get it on. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely a great fight to see. Um, you did mention Kell uh, Brook. Kell uh, Brook is going to fight Terence Crawford uh, November fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Vegas, um, another fight in the bubble. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, again, if this was, let's just say it's the same Terrence Crawford today, Mm -hmm. but Kel Brook of 10 years ago, okay. Yeah. Okay? Kel Brook today, I don't think so, man. No. Okay? Um, I mean, really, his last competitive fight, and I say somewhat competitive, was when he fought Earl Spence Jr., Mm -hmm. even though Earl Spence won and, and, you know, won handily, right? Um, He's not an elite fighter anymore. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think the... The only fight I'd like to see him in is is the Amir Khan one. That's just, it. You know, just because that's it. That's it. You know, they've been talking, you know, crap for so many years. Yeah. Like that fight's got to happen. You know, schedule it where they're from mm-hmm. in the UK. Sell out Wembley or whatever stadium they want to make it at. Right. Yeah. We'd watch that fight all day long because of the grudge match. But no, and and, and I love by the way. You know, if you and I try not to by the way read you know the um, ESPN slash you know top rank uh, media yeah. right who is talking about it in the articles like hey you never know no this is not a this is not a great fight no no it, it should be a blowout it should be it's a name for Crawford yeah. that's about it. it it should be a blowout it will be a yeah. blowout Terrence and, and the thing is this is one of those fights where if Terrence Crawford wants to blow him out within five rounds he can he can yeah. if that's what he wants to do it's going to be extremely non-competitive yeah um, we also have the uh, Anthony Joshua Kubrat Pulev. Yeah. Um, December twelfth, uh, they finally finalized this. Um, Joshua, you know, twenty three and one, twenty one knockouts. Um, you know, it, it, it's a good tune up for what comes up after. Yeah. You know, Pulev is a tough guy, but uh, you don't expect him to win this fight. No, I mean, again, and if you believe the alphabet soup of uh, mm-hmm. of, of sanctioning bodies, Pulev is ranked number four in the WBO, yeah. and I don't, I'm not even sure if he's ranked in the other uh, in the other three sanctioning bodies, yeah. unless you have different information than I do. But no, he, but, but yeah. he's not. Yeah. Okay. It, so it just shows the the, the state that uh, heavyweight boxing is in right now. Right. You right. Know, where he's ranked so high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you take a look at that. I mean, Charles Martin is ranked number six by the WBA, mm-hmm. you know, 13 by the WBC. Come on. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it, that, that division. Now, don't get me wrong. I was about to say the division is top heavy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the IBF has uh, uh, Pulev ranked number one. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so the IBF and the WBO have them ranked. But, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see it. But you know what? The fact that we get to see Anthony Joshua uh-huh. in action, I think, is good. You know, that being said, we saw what happened with um, with Dillian White, mm-hmm. correct? And, you know, and that fight, thinking it was just going to be a tune-up or, you know, a championship elimination fight, he gets knocked out. And, of course, now he has to do that again. So that's the one thing with heavyweights is you never know, man. Yeah, you know, there's always one punch away. And, uh, you know, Joshua's shown, you know, his, his chin's not the, the greatest. But uh, I, I do think he's... He's a good enough boxer where he's going to stay away and find a way to, to 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 win that fight. I think after the Ruiz fight, right, you would think that he's learned his lesson, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That he's not the kind of fighter that can just simply stay there and go toe-to-toe because, right, because that's the thing, right? Those demons are still there, yeah. right? And all it takes is one punch to remind them and get them back to like, uh-oh, right? Right back to that Ruiz. Yeah. So that's not gone yet. And again, people could say whatever they want that, yeah, he ran from Ruiz, but he did the right thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he boxed him for 12 rounds. He's got the straps and he's back as the champion. And I think you're going to see him do that from this point forward. The only time he's not is going to be if he fights a guy like Fury mm-hmm. or Wilder who engages and forces the action that doesn't allow him to do that. Yeah. 
No, yeah. Don't, and don't and those guys are just as big as him. Yeah. I don't think. How big is Pulev? Uh, Pulev is a bigger guy. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't just doesn't have the speed the other guys get. Right. Got. He's more. He's more of that yeah. big plodding mm-hmm. type of heavyweight, right? Yeah. And a lumbering, slow, and yeah. Well, hey, but there's a heavyweight fight at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know it'll, it'll be a good tune-up. Hopefully, he gets by this one, and you know who knows. You know, maybe we get uh, Joshua Fury by June of next year. Yeah. If they get by, right? Yeah, if they get by. Um, also this weekend, you know, not not talking about the um, Loma Lopez fight yet, but uh, unbeaten, uh, Edgar Berlanga. Yeah. You know, he put his uh, first round knockout streak on, on the line. Yeah. And uh, he did pick up his 15th knockout in the row in the first round. And um, it was the first time his uh, opponent uh, had been stopped. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I mean, um, we were talking, you mm-hmm. know, outside the podcast here about uh you know what i'd like to see the record i'd like to see yeah. life a combined record of all his opponents right I, and has everybody else knocked him out cuz that's when you start to see that right yeah yeah so you know i was briefly looking at it and you know yeah you've got some uh, 20 and 5 11 and 2 but yeah. who are these guys fighting yeah you know to get there right we don't know mm-hmm. what we do know is that he has knocked out what is it now 15 in a row 15 in a row we know that he's knocked out 15 in a row. So let's go on the side that say that the kid is extremely heavy-handed, mm-hmm. right? And everything he hits just crumbles yeah. and has no chance, okay? So, okay, you know, let, let's go with that. So at what point then, right, do you step up in competition to see where he's really at? He's 168 yeah. pounds, right? I think he came in at 169, mm-hmm. except for this particular fight. So, you know, you've got, I'll tell you an interesting opponent for him, right? Okay. David Lemieux. Okay. Yeah. Canadian David Lemieux, big puncher, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I, you know what I'm saying? That that that's a legitimate. So you know, put him against some of these guys. No, yeah. A- any one of these guys, any one of these guys in the top ten mm-hmm. in in that you know, not you know Daniel Jacobs. He's got Gabriel Rosado coming up, and uh, by the way, I guarantee he won't knock out uh, Gabriel Rosado in round one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. you know Daniel Jacobs, Anthony mm-hmm. Durrell, those guys are at the top, right? Yeah. These guys are not going to get knocked out by him, I don't think, right? But what I'm getting to is, let's see him fight one of these top ten guys, John Ryder. Love mm-hmm. to see him against John Ryder. Yeah, no, and, and there's uh, you know, plenty of names for 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 him to fight. You know, an Anthony Durrell. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know that you don't have to get to the top guys right away, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so at least yeah. step it up. Yeah, yeah the, the he's on. By the way, the WBO, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I mean. Top rank, right? Yeah. Has him ranked number nine. <laughs> okay. Um, none of the other sanctioning bodies have him ranked at all, not even the top 15. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Again, without going back into the you know, sanctioning bodies and how corrupt and bogus all that stuff is. But there's enough. You know, Caleb Truex, right? Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's a good— uh, but I'm sorry. The WBA has him, uh, Edgar uh, Berlanga, ranked number 11. So I stand, I stand corrected. WBA yeah. has him at 11, WBO at number 9. So he's there. So here's the thing. But none of his opponents that he has beaten in the first 15 were ranked mm-hmm. in the top, which, by the way, is understandable, right? He's a new, right? He's a young fighter. You're bringing him along at a certain pace. Yeah. But I think it's time, Yeah. right? Otherwise, uh, you know, they've got to be careful that they don't just create. He's basically like a butterbean. 
Yeah, you know, the, right. The More streak. of a spectacle. Like, you know, nobody's going to care about the streak if you keep fighting. Uh, That's right. You know, the guys you're fighting. Right. Exactly right, Rick. So at some point, are you a legitimate prize fighter, mm-hmm. right, or are you just there to fight for a prize? Yeah. And there's a difference, right? So at some point, I think. But of course, right? People pay to watch it. It's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Is he going to do it again? Yeah. So, but I think that it's time. I would say in the next two, the three fights at least, because uh-huh. he should be ready to fight again, right? Yeah. These he, fights are not lasting very long. And you know, we we watched this fight, <laughs> oh. and we were kind of wondering, why isn't the guy, you know, just trying yeah. to last that first round, not right. get hit, mm-hmm. not get caught, right? You know, find a way out of that first round just to not be another yeah. guy on that, yeah, on that knockout streak. Yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to um. Somebody needs to sit there. Somebody needs to hit him. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe even cut him so they could see that, you know, he's real. Yeah. He's not, a, you know, he's he's not a machine. <laughs> <laughs> he's a man. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. a man. Right. Then. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. But you know what? Again, not taking anything away from him. Right. Seems like a good kid. Mm-hmm. Puerto, Rican, Puerto Rican. Right. Of course. Right. Yeah. Has the whole accent. So you, know, you know he's tough. Right. That's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. So. <laughs> Hey man, you know what? Let's see him in a in a better fight. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the top guys, yeah. right? I don't need to see him fight us at David Benavides, you know, Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant, Canelo, yeah. you know, not those guys, right? But there's guys in that, you know, down below. Yeah. Let's let's start seeing one of those fights because so far that that just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. No, and then uh, and even yeah. by the way, and even if he doesn't KO these guys in the first round, even if he still you know floors them yeah. within five, that's still making a statement. Yeah, no, you definitely you have to build up his, uh, you know, you can't fight for a title only fighting one round every time you fight a, a, no. a fight. I'm telling you, David Lemieux and him yeah. would be a good fight because David Lemieux is kind of on the other side yeah. of that hill, and he's a slugger uh-huh. like this guy. Hell of a fight. No, yeah, definitely. Um, and so we'll, we'll finish off the news with, uh, you know, the another old guy coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bird. Uh, he's wow. uh Two-time world heavyweight champion, yeah, Chris Bird. He wants to come out of retirement. Uh, he had some uh, health issues, um, and you know, chronic pain from fighting. Is yeah, far above his uh, natural weight. Yeah, and uh, now he's down to 163 pounds and wow. wants to come back as a middleweight. Well, wow. interesting because uh, he used to fight with uh, Bob Arum on top rank, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, He's ranked number thirteen today by the WBO middleweight. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. That's crazy, man. You know that's yeah. crazy. Um, you know, and I think, like I said, I think we were talking before. I think he either won a fight for a championship or mm-hmm. he was he contended for one. I think he may have been a champion, Rick, for a little well, bit. He did have wins over Vitali Klitschko. Yeah, Evander yeah. Holyfield. Yeah, David Tua. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so uh, you know, he he did have some big wins, but yeah, at fifty. Coming back at middleweight, yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's not gonna kinda, happen. Yeah, it's kind of not hard. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, especially you know, you can come back at fifty. Yeah, but if you come back at, at heavyweight, you've got a yeah. puncher's chance. Right, you've got, uh, right. You know, George Foreman, but you're coming back at one sixty three. But fight, he's tall though. Remember, like to, he to he's, fight middleweight, he's, he's got to be a tall though. He's got to be six. Three six four probably. Uh, I think he was a little bit shorter. Uh, I think he was a shorter heavyweight. By the way, Pulev uh, is a six four and a half. Six four and a half. Yeah, okay. so you're right. He's no, he's not. I don't know why, but he's still that big plotting heavyweight. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh... Speaking of right, speaking of all the comebacks, mm-hmm. um, 
We haven't really heard a whole lot more about the De La Hoya comeback, right? No, I think uh, it's kind kind of futured, you know, kind of pewtered out here. Yeah, well, I, I I think he's got a tougher battle, you know, the the legal battle. Yeah, right. He's working on. <laughs> um, so you know, he's working on that. Uh, Chris Bird is uh, six feet tall. Okay, yeah. So he's yeah. not huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Still, I mean, come on, you know. Yeah, it's not even sure who's who's gonna who's gonna see that, you know. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, those kind of guys. He doesn't, he doesn't have a doesn't have a big enough name, you know. No. Again, he, without even when he was heavyweight champion of the world, nobody yeah. knew who he was. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, at the end of his career, you know, Arguello fought in some obscure places, mm-hmm. but it was basically his name, and there was a couple places where he sold out to twenty five hundred, three thousand people, mm-hmm. you know. But after his performance, which was lackluster, even with a name like Arguello, it just didn't matter anymore. You know, they knew it wasn't going to sell. Yeah. So how in the hell is Chris Bird? So yeah, Chris in, you know? Chris Bird. His his last fight yeah. was uh, 2009. Um, <laughs> in his third to last fight, he lost yeah. three of his last uh, five fights. Yeah. Uh, by the way, but his third to last fight was Alexander Povetkin. A Povetkin, right? Who, who, in, who in just 2007? Right. Who just beat Dillian White? Yeah. Right. So, so he was knocked out in the 11th round. Right. Back in 2007. Isn't that crazy? Back in 2007, wow, that's the fight. That's the fight I was talking about. I don't know why mm-hmm. I forgot the guy that just uh, beat Dillian White, who's gonna unfortunately have to fight again. Yeah, right. Um, in fact, that fight is scheduled uh, for uh, November, November 21st. Mm-hmm. Give me a break, right? Yeah. The eliminator to the eliminator. Yeah. What a joke, man. Um, oh, and then let me touch on the. Uh, you know, we, we've got a big uh, triple header. Yeah. Um, this weekend we've Huge. got. Uh, Chocolatito versus Israel Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, Juan Francisco Estrada versus Carlos Cuadras. Yep. And uh, Julio Cesar Martinez versus Maximo Flores. Yeah, and there was um, a little bit of doubt because uh, I guess Cuadras had, uh, I don't know if he tested positive for mm-hmm. COVID-19, but there was something, questions about that. Yeah. But uh, he since tested negative, so it looks like the fight's on, you know? Um, that's going to be a good card, man. Good card this yeah. Friday. DeZone. Yeah, that's going to be a card card because this is like, this is really a make or break fight for Carlos Cuadras, mm-hmm. right? I mean, once a champion, once considered one of the best entertaining fighter, right? Super entertaining. But this is pretty much it. He lost, he, this is a, um, a rematch, by the way. He lost yeah. to Estrada, um, in a, in a unanimous decision, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so this is it for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is like you don't loses this fight, and he pretty much is going into that gatekeeper, not necessarily journeyman because he's world class, uh-huh. but probably not considered the elite um, at that division anymore. But no, yeah, I think this is you know, it's going to set up these two fights are going to set up a really good fight. Yeah, you know, coming early uh, 2021. Another rematch between yeah. those two guys. So, um, you know, th- this is going to be a good uh, a good card. You know, I can't wait to see it. I tell you what, that fight's in Mexico City, mm-hmm. huh? If I would have seen that early enough, that would have been a good fight to go to. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're letting people in. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because all the ones uh, I've seen, the, the Zanfer Mex- ones yeah. down there. It's Mexico City, Rick. Yeah. You know? You yeah. talk about a place where <laughs> the universal lubricant, Rick, it's called cash. <laughs> you know? Um, and In that country, it works, trust me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I... I do know the fights that they've had on ESPN down there. They haven't let yeah. anybody in, but you know that was a month or two ago. So, um, yeah, you know, th- th- there's a way in. Maybe, maybe the I saw people at the National League Championship Series, man. Yeah, you know. So 
Hey, yeah, got a uh, got a text from uh, Eddie Ramos, um, guy who uh, brought us uh, Mikey Garcia. He oh, okay. was at he was at the Dodger game over the weekend. Oh, that, yeah, that's big. I know, you know, I know. Was he one of the ones they won or one of the ones they lost? It's uh, the ones that he was on. Uh, yes, he texted me Saturday, so they won. Okay, yeah, yeah, they had to have. Yeah, they played over the weekend. They they had to have won. They wouldn't have been able to go back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then you got uh, Saturday, right? Sergey Lipinets is fighting. Mm-hmm. Kustio Clayton yeah. for the uh, that's the vacant interim uh, welterweight championship. Mm-hmm. So that'll that'll be interesting. Lepnitz was the uh, fighter that uh, Mikey Garcia beat um, to win the one uh, one forty, right? Mm-hmm. So that'll 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 be interesting. And then the week after that, of course, we got the uh, October thirtieth Jaime Munguia. And yeah. the, and and on and of course on Halloween. We'll talk about that next week, right? So that'll be a big show yeah. next week as far as breaking down that fight. Yeah. Javante um, Davis, Leo Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Progress um, is on that card as well. Yes, Regis Progress yeah. against Juan um, Haroldez. You got the Mario Barrios, Ryan Carl fight, which was put off. That was supposed to be on the best card ever. That was going to be on the Charlo In a way, fight. Maloney. Yes, that's what I was going to yeah. say, man. And it's another one of those where, you know, we got to look at the times. What Chad, the good, okay, here's the good news. The Inouye Maloney fight, when I look at the card, uh, yeah, the Inouye Maloney fight is on um, is on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So that's all you can eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then the uh, the Santa Cruz is on Showtime. Yeah, so, Showtime pay-per-view. Yeah, Showtime pay-per-view, yeah. yeah. But that's on Halloween. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, you know? May just have to order that one. Yeah. May have to watch that one at Standing 8 Count Studios, Rick. No, yeah, definitely. We'll see how that goes. And then uh, Alexander Usek and Derek uh, Chisora. Another going to be a good fight. Lee Selby, mm-hmm. um, kind of a lightweight, middle-of-the-pack guy. So, yeah, you know, busy busy uh, weekend of fights, uh, yeah. Halloween weekend. It is, but I'll tell you what, man. I mean, we're still basking in the aftermath of the great Teofimo Lomachenko fight. Mm-hmm which we're going to get into here at this next segment, talk about post-fight, our analysis, the only analysis that matters because we're two guys that called the fight yeah. almost exactly how it's going. I'm surprised like our phone and our email is not like off the hook, uh-huh. right? With boxing media all over the country wanting to know, what do we think about the next fights? Well, you know, next time the um, we were probably going to affect the betting line. I know. Speaking of, by the way... Um, Mayweather Jr., Mayweather. right? Yeah. You want, and I tell you what, man, you think about that, that's not much, right? He put $6,500 to win 20000 Yeah. You know, no. and we knew he was going to win. Yeah. We knew too, but I had him by knockout. That's four, how confident I was. Yeah, four, four to one, you know, odds, you know, it's uh, unbelievable. It's pretty good. We got to do that next time. Yeah. I mean, that was just not uh, encouraging betting or gambling mm-hmm. or anything like that. But, you know, when we have a sure thing, mm-hmm. you know, right? But you're right. We be, we have to we have to be very careful as to when we release the sure thing so that we don't move the line. Yeah, we don't move the line, and then uh, you know the uh, bad bad betters can't mush us. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, all right. Speaking of, so let's take a quick break, Rick, and then we'll come back. I really want to get into that fight and our take on that. Okay, we'll be right back. Pacifico's boxing, Alfonso Ruiz. Rick Prado. Also, don't forget to, uh, you can find us on a number of, uh, everywhere you can find podcast uh, platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Um, just search us on Google and we'll come up. Follow us on uh, iTunes. It, it helps. Give us, a, give us a good rating. 
course, if you like us, tell us what we're doing right. Um, you can also email us, counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. And then, of course, Instagram um, at Pacific Coast Boxing. So we're on everywhere possible, folks. Starting to get a lot more feedback from uh, you guys as we're, as we're growing this thing. Really excited. So before we get to the Tiafimo Loma breakdown, uh, one more note. Uh, you got Rick on a, on a fight hot off the press. Right? Hot off the press. Um, scheduled. This was one of the five fights you know that we wanted to see from right. the uh, from now until the end yep. of the year. Uh, what we did um, early when we started doing the podcast. Yeah. So we've got Mer- Miguel Burchelt. Yep. Versus Oscar Valdez, December twelfth in Las Vegas. Wow. And is that uh is that at the bubble? Yeah, at the bubble. Um, it's going to be regular ESPN. Very nice. You know. Um, and uh, it's for Burchelt's WBC junior lightweight title. Wow. So that that's huge. Yeah, you know that's that's one of the fight fights we wanted to see. Yep, uh, we're gonna get it. Um, you know, looking forward to that. It uh, early Christmas present. Yeah, know, yeah, 12th. for sure. And we, you know, we talked about that already, right? We'll mm-hmm. break it down again, right? Yeah. But that's another one we, you know, we've already made our predictions because yeah. we broke that down in depth. I think it was in week. I don't forget, you know, season one, week three mm-hmm. or something. Um, we're, we both felt that Burchelt was way too big, way too strong for Valdez, who's yeah. moving up, right? We saw also Valdez's last couple fights, right? And, and he's been in trouble in a couple of them. He's been in trouble, and he got yeah. hit pretty good, right? Hasn't shown the same power as he's moving up. So, And here's the thing, right, is that I love Valdez, right? The mm-hmm. guy is just, you talk about the epitome of a fighter, a warrior, right? Leaving it all in the ring. That's him, yeah, it right? Looks, it looks like a great guy. Every every time you know he's interviewed, you know, hundred yeah. percent Mexican uh, uh, national boxing team. I mean, everything, everything, right? Yeah, check, check, mm-hmm. check. As far as good individual, good character, everything. But dang, I just don't like this fight for him, man. No, no, I think uh, you know, style wise, it's, it's it's just a bad matchup. You know, Valdez gets hit too much, and uh, Burchell hits really hard. He does, yeah. you know, he yeah. does. Um, I mean, uh, Burchell's last fight, uh, we saw him fight recently, mm-hmm. right? He fought on, uh, it was on ESPN. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who he fought. It's, uh, uh, but um, yeah, just t- just too big, too strong, mm-hmm. right? And so I just, I, I don't, I think I'm happy that we're going to see the fight. Yeah. And maybe Valdez, right? I mean, you, you know, never, you know, underestimate the heart of a champion. But I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, and, and I think it's going to be, you know, an exciting fight. You know, the, these two guys, you know, they're they're both action fighters. You know, they're going to both come to fight. They're going to throw a lot. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see it. No, I mean, yeah. that's that's one of those fights, right, where, yeah, 100%. 100% they don't have it. Um, they don't have it scheduled on Boxing Rec yet, by the way. No, but, but the official, yeah. you know, ESPN yeah. schedule. Okay, they you already know, have on, it there. It's already there. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's ready to go. Yeah, um, which is yeah the only one that matters. Since yeah, the they only basically one that matters. Yeah, sponsored uh, by top by top rank, right? <laughs> or is top rank for yeah. all? You know, um, I just I've got to see who who Burchell fought. Mm-hmm. Um, that we saw because he fought recently, right? He fought he fought in the bubble. I don't think he fought a name guy. Yeah, I don't I don't either, but I think if I see the name it'll it'll remind me of who uh yeah, that's him from Medida. Interesting. Yeah, but uh um, Yeah, Eliza Bell oh that's right. That's right. I remember now. Yeah. I remember now why it brought back memories, Rick. Because it was the most uh, 
the most lopsided fight ever, if you remember, <laughs> against Eliezer Valenzuela, uh-huh. right? And this is when um, we were complaining about, um, you know, just the, the, the mismatch, the lack of competition, mm-hmm. lack of competitiveness in some of these fights. Yeah. And that was one of them. Sky Valenzuela, remember, had zero chance yeah. of beating um, Bel- Burchelt. Absolutely ridiculous, yeah. I, I remember now. It, did, it was stopped in the sixth round. Ridiculous. It, yeah, you know, it just uh, <laughs> you know, my the first time we because we've seen Burchelt fight, you know, we've yeah. been to Fantasy Springs. Uh, it, it seems like he just took the fight out of Francisco Vargas. Oh we, we haven't gosh. seen much yeah. of Francisco Vargas no. Vargas since. No, um, you know, Vargas was undefeated fighter going into that fight. Yeah, uh, he knocked him out. Um, yeah. and then even in the rematch, you know, Made him quit in the rematch. He did it even sooner yeah. you know, with all the cuts. Yeah, he knocked him out in the eleventh round mm-hmm. in the uh, in the fight, and then um, and then he knocked him out in the rematch in the sixth round. Yeah, even and, and even that, and that was it. Mira, tough fighter. Oh my god! After that one, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I think that was it for Mira. Yeah, he may have fought. Yeah, I think he did. I think yeah. he uh, he retired after that. Wow! And the, by the way, to be there to see those fights live yeah. for us, what I mean, oh my, yeah, but. I knew I had to look at who he fought, Rick, mm-hmm. because we had talked about it. Yeah. And I know if you listen to the podcast, if you go back, I was all over the fact that that guy Valenzuela had zero business being in the ring yeah. in there. He's uh, with, 21 with, and with 13. Perchel. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah, right. Remember we were saying it's a good record if you're, you know, the Houston Rockets yeah. in, the, in, a, you know, in the West, Western Conference, whatever. A number, yeah. a number six seed, but not in boxing. Yeah, no, no. He's, he's way overmatched. A joke. All right, well, good. We'll talk about that fight then. We get closer mm-hmm. to that. Um, so let's get into the the Teofimo yep. Loma fight, Rick. So you got some numbers on the fight. Let's start with the punch stats. Okay. Uh, punch stat numbers. Um, and we're just talking the, the, the whole fight. Yeah. Uh, Lomachenko landed 141 punches and only threw 321. You know, wow. L- Lopez landed 183 punches. But through 659. Yeah. Almost doubled or did double uh, Lomachenko's uh, output. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, some of the big uh, numbers that kind of were glaring that uh, Lomachenko was in single digits connected yeah. in rounds one through seven. Right. He basically gave away the first seven rounds. Yeah. You know, um, he yeah. did pick up the uh, the output mm-hmm. rounds eight, nine, ten, and 11, but, uh, you know, Lopez won the twelfth round. Um, you know, I think uh, some of the judges' um, scorecards. It was uh, one sixteen, mm-hmm. one twelve, yeah, one nineteen, one hundred nine, yeah, one seventeen, one eleven, and we watched this fight. I yeah, I was scoring as we were going along. Right, I honestly had it one eighteen. Well. Yeah, yeah. 108. So if we put those in... If we put those in real terms, right? So you said 119, 119 is 11 rounds to 1. So it's 11 to 1, 9 to 3, and what was the first one? Was it It, 116? Yeah, 116, 112. Right. Which would be uh, 8 to 4. Right, you know, so 11, 1, 9, 3, 8 to 4. And I think at worst, it was 8 to 4. Right. At worst. Right. Here's the thing, right? And like you said, and by the way, those punch stat numbers are unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. Which tells you a lot about the phenomenal performance that Teofimo Lopez yeah. turned in. To have a guy like Tef- um, Lomachenko, again, yeah. 396 and one, right? 
fighting for a championship in his first fight mm-hmm. against Salido, right? Winning the championship in his second fight, third fight, etc. I don't want to hear any of the excuses about the layoff, about the rust. Mm-hmm. These are professionals. They both had the same layoff, the both opportunities, okay? Yeah. He was outclassed by Teofimo Lopez, mm-hmm. all right? The the judging, right, the, the, as far as the scoring goes, like you said, all three judges had the first seven rounds yeah. to Teofimo, yeah. okay? And just based on the punch stat numbers that you were talking about, you, you could understand why, mm-hmm. right? Very, very little output from Lomachenko. You could look at that and say, well, geez, that's because, you know, Lomachenko was just, you know, taking him, getting ready to take him to deep waters, get him. No, 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 no. You don't lose the first seven rounds when you're taking somebody to deep waters. When you're taking somebody to deep waters, Rick, you may give up a round or two as a concession, Mm -hmm. but you know what you're doing? You're you're banging the body. You're taking some air out of the tires, right? Or as Teddy Atlas would say, right? You're breaking windows in the first, second story of a building. Bam, 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 right? You are. You're slowing them down so that when you get to deep waters, right, you've got an opponent that's slowing down, and now you finish them. That is not what Lomachenko could do because he couldn't because of the masterpiece mm-hmm. boxing exhibition that Teofimo Lopez turned in. Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, strategy-wise, you know, I, they, they can say all they want. They want to go into this fight, get him into deep waters. He hadn't been – we talked about it. He hadn't been past the seventh round before. Yeah. Um, that he was going to tire, um, and then they were going to go get him. Um, well, he did get past the seventh round against the Japanese. Uh, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one time. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, it just the, the the if that was the plan, it's yeah. a terrible plan. You you, right. you can't give up seven rounds, and then you need at least a knockdown just to just to tie the fight. Yeah. And, yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. And it's interesting because you know I've been reading a lot post uh, mm-hmm. fight interviews and feedback, etc. And I agree. You know, one of the one of the comments from Teofimo was, "It was easier than I thought." Yeah. And and you know what? I have to admit, I agree with him because we're watching the fight, right? Okay, first round's a feel out round, mm-hmm. right? But I could tell you, and you and I knew because we're watching the fight, it wasn't a feel out round. Mm-hmm. He established the strategy that was going to be effective for seven rounds in a row, yeah. which is stick out, and it wasn't a pawing kind of feel out. Um, measure and get my space. It was a hard left jab yeah. that Loma could not contend with, mm-hmm. right? And it was interesting to me because again, here's a guy who's a wizard in the ring, right? Three hundred and ninety-six and one. We see him clown around and putting his hands behind his back and going around fighters and hitting them and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And he looked like the amateur. No, yeah, um, I, I definitely think in those early rounds, I think Lomachenko felt Lopez's power and he didn't want to engage. Right. You know, I, I don't right. I don't think the strategy was give up the first, you know, seven rounds and then then we'll get him, you know, he'll tire at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking over the uh, punch stats punch stat numbers. Power punches landed. Yeah. And Lomachenko didn't um outland him in yeah. any of the rounds. Yeah. So I can see how the yeah. judge can give them right. eleven rounds to one. I had it ten rounds to two. I felt like Lopez was landing the harder punches. Yeah. Lomachenko would have his flurries every now and then, but he wasn't really hurting. No, not Lopez. at all. I and, and and you're right. I had it 10-2. Yeah, I could go 9-3. Yeah. But that's it. 
Yeah. And so when you start to go 8-4, I start to struggle to find. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Bob Arum, of course, comes out yeah. completely, right, uh, bashing the judges, dragging them through the mud, yeah. right, dropping F-bombs um, against uh, uh, Julie Letterman, mm-hmm. right, the great Herod Letterman's daughter who judges boxing matches. I don't know what, you know, effing match and effing this and that, yeah. which is interesting because – Teofimo Lopez said it as well. They didn't offer him. He didn't have the guaranteed rematch, right? Yep. And the reason, and I have to believe what Teofimo saying, because they didn't think he was going to win, yeah. right? Why would you offer yeah. that? Meaning they weren't offering the guaranteed rematch to Lomachenko, right? Yeah. They didn't put that in the contract because they're thinking, for what? Right? And Lopez has even come out and said he's not getting his rematch. And and you know what? But he's, he was arrogant. But he's right. That and, and even the dad, who reads a whole other story, yeah. is wasn't competitive no like why would we want to see that again yeah right i'm sorry lomachenko you had your opportunity um you know he's not going to do it but if i'm lomachenko you know you're talking about wilder getting rid of mark breland right you got to look at your you know at your camp and say what the hell went wrong guys yeah (laughs) you know and 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 here's the thing right as far as the judging goes like you said it's kind of like pitching is the way i saw it Mm -hmm. right so you don't want a pitcher in baseball right uh, a Greg Maddox is always a good example, right? When they're pounding the zone consistently, you're going to get those pitches that are on the border, right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we get to see the box, right? Yeah. And the pitches that are consistent are going to get those pitches on the box, right outside the box, because they're pounding the zone, right? They're very consistent. The pitchers that are wild, right, like Dustin May was yesterday mm-hmm. when he starts the game, he's not going to get that because he's all over the place. Yeah. So if you hit, you know where I'm going with it, it's the same in the fight yesterday, right, or Saturday. Tifima was dominating rounds one through seven, kind of like a pitcher. Do you see yeah. where I'm going with that? So when there was a round that was close, right, yeah. eight, you know, nine, et cetera, it's going to go to Teofimo mm-hmm. because of what he, what he did in the first seven rounds. And so if you're like, well, I'm not sure, it's like, you know what, I'm yeah. going to go with ring generalship, sticking out the jab, still haven't seen enough, just like a pitcher and an umpire mm-hmm. giving Greg Maddox that strike right on the outside. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, you had uh, other people watching the fight. I, I, saw, I You know, we saw where Andre Ward had the fight even. No, oh, you know, I don't think anybody had the fight even. No, you know, no. I, how could you not give the first seven rounds? Yeah, to uh, yeah, he had. And, 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 and by the way, as much as we like, you know, Andre Ward as a fighter, mm-hmm. at least I did. I, I thought he was a really good fighter. Um, his credibility as a judge and watching the fight and having and being emotionally, his credibility's done. Yeah, he's done. Know, I'm sorry, and we they showed his his scorecard right during yeah. the fight. When everyone had it six nothing seven zero, three professional judges had it seven zero. Yeah, professional judges that do this for a living, ringside media, television, us, all of us had it, and somehow he had it four three. And I, I think you know the big huh. thing is nobody likes to be wrong. Right. You know these are, these are experts. It looks really bad yeah. if 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 uh, if he's wrong. You know he even had the uh, the quote at the beginning. Yeah. You know. The lion with the most car- scars yeah. hunts the best. Yeah, that's and exactly And that's why Lomachenko right. would win this fight. Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. But, yeah. you know, the young yeah. lion was able mm-hmm. to um, have his way and, and dictate how the fight went, and Lomachenko couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, depends what time of day, you know, you're attacking the lion with all those scars, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, and how deep those scars are because I'll tell you, man, yeah, yeah that, that was a, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. what a joke. 
Think about the punch that number. So go. let's go through the punch that numbers that you just mm-hmm. said. How many punches did Lomachenko land in round one? One. Okay, right. Second round? Five. And then third round? Two. Yeah, fourth round? Uh, five. Yeah, sixth round? Seven. And then the seventh round? Six. Right. And in all those rounds, Lopez landed, right? Uh, six, 11, 11, seven, seven, right. 11, and 11. Right. But, and... He was the busier of the two fighters throwing more punches. Busier of the two fighters, yeah. ring generalship, dictating the pace of the fight. Landing the harder punches. Right. How in the world could you have it even, Yeah. even close to even after seven rounds? Even if you said one round during mm-hmm. those first seven, okay. You yeah. know, so you got it, you know, six to one. But Ward had it even. And then yeah. somehow at the end of the fight, 114, 114. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had to give Teofimo round 12. Uh-huh. And by the way, what a great round 12 by Teofimo. Yeah. I, I thought that they missed it. I thought that um, the the Bradley and the crew missed it. Mm-hmm. Teofimo hurt him with the big left. Yeah. Totally hurt him. Because at that point, you know, Loma had no choice but to engage. And he landed a big left that hurt Lomachenko. Yeah. And, of course, it was just one of the points in the fight. It was getting late. Total credit, because I'll tell you, there was parts in that fight right toward the end, 10, 11th round for sure, where Loma was was finally starting to press himself, right? Yeah. Um, because, hey, man, it is not easy to stand there and stick out that firm jab for 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy thing to do, right? And so, yeah, he, he, he and Loma's world class, yeah. right? Let's give him credit. Yeah. He was eventually going to get through the defenses. Yeah, round round twelve. Uh, when you mentioned that he um, Lopez had him hurt, uh, he landed fifty punches that round. Yeah, through ninety eight. Yeah, landed fifty one percent of his punches in that round. Yeah, when does that ever happen to Lomachenko? It doesn't. It doesn't. And this is one of those things, right? When you talk about fighters, um, now people would say, "Well, you know, Loma's only had fifteen fights." But remember, we say it's one fight, right? Mm-hmm. Where they age overnight. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's that one fight where you go from being Again, in a lot of the pound for pound listings, Loma yeah. Loma's right up there, right? Yeah, you know, one the, one through five at minimum. Yeah, you know the the old lion doesn't usually die of natural causes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly yeah. right, exactly right. And is he even a lion anymore? You know, I think that's the other thing that Andre Ward forgot, right? Yeah, you know, it. it uh, <laughs> I think the big thing is, you know, he he didn't want to be wrong. You know, he. You know, a lot of the experts yeah. had Lomachenko, and they were for sure. You know, yeah. Um, you know, Freddie Roach had Lomachenko easy. Yeah. I think Robert Garcia had Freddie Roach uh, had yeah. uh, Lomachenko easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of fighters had, yeah. uh, you know, Lomachenko winning. You know, pretty easy in this fight. Very few. Yeah. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Right, and again, but there we are, Rick. You know, two yeah. guys at a standing eight count studios that were all over it. The you know I'm going to tell you. The only time I second guessed my my yeah, pick, yeah, was when Timothy Bradley agreed yeah. with him. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, you right? Know, and and, and I, we started saying, and, "Hold and, on a second. And, you know, yeah. wait a minute. You know, yeah. I, I was in a panic. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, but I said, no. You know what? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> stick with Lopez. Des- Desert one. Storm was right on point, man. Yeah. You know, you got to give him credit for that. Boy, I'd love to get a hold of him and get him on. Yeah, he's still very entertaining to talk to him. Mm-hmm. We'll say, hey, Timothy, the three of us had it right. You know, let's bask, right? Yeah, bask in the glory. Bask in the glory of our great. And and, and what's the deal with Bob Arum mm-hmm. going after the judges? 
right? Is it because the loss, this much of a lopsided loss, you know, um, minimizes Loma's, you know, possibilities in the future? I, I right? don't think it limits uh, his his possibilities, but I think he was just trying to save face, save a little bit of uh, credibility for Lomachenko. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, Lomachenko, th- this isn't his best weight. 135 yeah. is not his best weight. He yeah. needs to go back down to 130, 126. Right. Um, and, and he would still dominate over there. Um, and we knew that going in, mm-hmm. except, of course, that he had the strap in, you know, three of the four sanctioning bodies, yeah. right? He went in there with the WBO, WBA, WBC straps, mm-hmm. right? So we say that, and I agree with you, but yet, right, mm-hmm. he's got three of the four championships. Yeah. So... Um, I agree. So let you know that. So that's a good. That's a good segue. So where do they go from here now? Right. Yeah. Where does Where does Lomachenko do? Does he stay in the lightweight division? Um, again, I don't see why he would. You know what a fight with what Teofimo's Lopez does. Right. Yeah. I think Teofimo's Lopez would be even better. Mm-hmm. Train even harder. Probably knocks him out this time. Because yeah. here's and here's why. Because Teofimo. Because Loma knows now. Okay, I can't cruise for the first seven. Mm-hmm. But that means he's going to open himself up and he's going to yep. be vulnerable to getting hit by a. I'm telling you, Teofimo had him hurt in the 12th round, yeah. right? And that was a 12 round Teofimo Lopez. Mm-hmm. Imagine a Teofimo Lopez in the first five rounds punching sharper and stronger. Yeah, no, um, definitely. I, for Loma, I, I, if I'm his handlers, I, I'd move him back down to 130. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know maybe move down to 130. You know, wait it out. Yeah. Eventually, Teofimo is going to get too big. Yeah. Then you can go back to 135 if you need to. Um, Well, think about the fight that we were just talking about, right? Think about, you know, wouldn't it be interesting, the winner of Burchelt Valdez? Yeah. All top rank, right? All top same, rank. Same organization. So you got Loma fighting the winner. Because Loma's not the type of fighter, especially mm-hmm. at this point in his career. Doesn't need a tune-up. Doesn't need to fight yeah. a, Val- a Valenzuela like Burchelt did back mm-hmm. in June. So... How about the winner of Burchelt and Valdez? That'd be yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. Burchelt and Loma? Yeah, would be a great fight. It'd be a hell of a uh, fight because here's the thing. Burchelt, I don't think, has the same um, ability to box the way that Teofimo mm-hmm. did. Miguel Burchelt has one style, yeah. one speed, and that's forward. Yeah. And in a flurry and smothering. That's the kind of fight where maybe Lomachenko can outbox and move, and that may work. Yeah, you know, it could be a, a good fight there. You know, me. Maybe the loser of the uh, Leo Santa Cruz, Javante Davis. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, fight one of them. Yeah, um, yeah. Because that, that fight's happening at one thirty, right? Tank yeah. Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. One thirty, but it's for the one thirty and one thirty five. Right. Title. Right. So. Um, yep. Yeah, and that one's possible because both mm-hmm. of those guys are really more, uh, especially Santa Cruz, yeah. is more um, Lomachenko's size. And I would honestly, without even knowing, I would, you know, I would favor uh, Loma. Yeah, and that fight with Santa Cruz. Yeah, okay. you know, and there's 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 definite fights. You know, who, who do you think beats Lomachenko? Who do at, I think at, at one thirty? You know, one thirty five. You know, even if he stayed at one thirty five, there's interesting fights. Yeah, there is, there is, yeah. right? And 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 see, that's 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 a good point. And I know we're going to talk about that with the where does Teofimo go? But I think Devin Haney probably beats. Lomachenko, yeah, especially now that you know what we've seen, that's another problem, mm-hmm. right? It's like he's been exposed, there's right? The, there's a blueprint. It, it's the there's a blueprint, right? He's human, right? Yeah. He he's not this machine who you know what did he, he used to dance when he was a kid, and oh my gosh, uh-huh. is 
it, the age caught up to him, the speed caught up yeah. to him, and you know, okay, sorry, we'll use you know Andre Ward's. Yes, the young line is finally there. Yeah, he and, he, he you know, just wasn't able to do the usual like punch from in front of him, step to the left, right, punch, right, move all the way to the right, right. punch, you right, know, and while the other guy's just sitting there, all his ridiculous and but and remember what we said. This is again why you and I are boxing experts, right? Uh -huh. We said if a guy like uh, Jorge Linares, right, was able to. Um, was able to knock, you know, t uh, knock him to the canvas with yeah. a perfectly timed right hand, and Lenares can box. Remember, yeah. he's a beautiful boxer. Imagine what a younger, quicker, stronger version of Lenares is, which is Teofimo. And I'm not saying that they're both the same type of yeah. fighter. I'm saying that Teofimo is more, is just, if not more talented and younger, stronger than Lenares. What could Teofimo do? And we were right. Yeah, we were absolutely right. Right. You got, you know, Lenares is what in his mid 30s, and mm -hmm. he was able. To put the, he he landed a lot of punches on Lomachenko. Yeah, and you know I'm, so, I'm 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 going back and I'm looking at you know the the, the fighters that uh, Lomachenko fought. You know the, yeah. the Lenares uh, yeah. name sticks out to me, but these other guys, Luke Campbell, yeah, Anthony Crolla, right, Ho Jose Pedraza, smaller guys, you yeah, know, smaller Rigando, guys, yeah. Um, Rigando, I'll give him credit because remember yeah. Rigando was beaten and outboxing everybody. Yeah, right. He was you know extremely boring. Yeah. But outclassing everybody, and Lomachenko did basically made him quit. But yeah, you know, basically his, uh, you know, two biggest names. Yeah. But they weren't recently. They were 2014, Orlando Salido and Gary Russell Jr. Yeah. See, and I think that, uh, and I think Miguel Burchell, by the way, would almost uh -huh. be a repeat of Salido. Yeah. But you know, but a much you know a bigger, stronger version of Orlando mm -hmm. Salido. So, but, but you're saying like who could, who who could um. Who could beat uh, uh, Loma in the lightweight division? Yeah, yeah I think Devin Haney Devin probably Haney. gives him a good fight at 135. Davis, not sure. It's hard to say yeah. how focused he is. Ryan Garcia? Ryan Garcia. Mm. Uh, it would be interesting, would be right, interesting, with yeah. Garcia. You've got a, you know, Ryan Garcia's really tall. That's the thing. You know, he's going to give him thing. problems. And he's sharp, uh -huh. and he hits hard. We'll see what happens with Garcia and Luke Campbell, mm -hmm. but I think I think he gives them. No, after that, right after you get through those guys, I think uh, you know Loma can still be you know yeah kind of the middle of the pack guys. Uh -huh. But those guys at the top, and again, now that they have the blueprint, I'm not so sure. So he's got to go down to 130. Yeah, the Burchelts, Leo Santa Cruz. You know, you got JoJo Diaz, jo -Jo Diaz hanging out at IBF, right? Mm -hmm. um, Jamal Herring, right? WBO, Car Carl Frampton. Right, who's going to fight Jamal yeah. Herring? And that'll be an interesting fight. But Frampton's mm -hmm. past his yeah. his his glory days, and Frampton's best days were at one twenty six. Okay, so um, yeah, I think that somewhere in between there, right? Somewhere mm -hmm. in between the one thirty and one thirty five, there's competitive fights for Loma. Yeah, no, and there's there, there's a ton of good fights for for him to have. But I think his days, though, right? But I think his days as that you know, unbeatable, right? Pound for pound. Because of the way he yeah. lost. It wasn't yeah. that he lost this slugfest or this masterpiece fight that we're all mm -hmm. left saying, geez, you know, I thought it was a... No, no, no. I'm like, he was thoroughly yeah. dominated. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even think... I don't think he was even going to want the rematch. Well, I mean, I think the competitive side of him, he does. Yeah. Because he is a fighter, and I, and I respect the fact that he will want a rematch. But... And, you know, of course, he's saying all... He's saying what's expected after the yeah. fight. He doesn't think he lost, but he thinks he won. He thinks he, you know, he came back and won the second half of the fight. He's supposed mm -hmm. to say those things. Yeah. 
But yeah, man, it was it was wow. Okay, so what about let's go to the other side. Mm-hmm. So where does Tufima go from here? I know he's you know talking about uh, uh, fighting Devin Haney, right? Yeah. If Haney gets by or Yorkie's Gamboa, Gamboa which w- I'm sure he will, right? He wants that fight. If he's unable to get that fight, um, he'd be willing to move up and fight the uh, the winner of uh, Ramirez Taylor, right? Right. Um, you know, which would also be a, a good fight. And that you know, after Jose Ramirez, Josh Taylor have their fight. That's they're going to unify all of their titles. Right, right. Yeah, they're even. By the way, forgot to mention that's even. Uh, even the ring championship um, is is up at stake at that one, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, right? And and just to, and talking about Tefimo Lopez, so much credit to him because so many people talked about, boy, what a bad decision, mm-hmm. risk fighting him too young. Talking about you know the Fernando Vargas, Felix yeah. Trinidad. Um, old school, um, Azuma Nelson fighting yeah. Salvador Sanchez. You know, early it was Azuma Nelson's thirteenth or fourteenth fight. They thought it was going to be like a, a Mayweather uh, Canelo fight. Yes, where, that's another great example. Where, right? You know, but I, I think that's probably the closest example, just yes. because Mayweather was not going to knock out right. Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, you know, I, I and yeah, you know, I didn't think Lomachenko was going to be able to lock, knock yeah. out Lopez. Yeah. Uh, so even if Lopez would have lost, yeah, you know, he he wouldn't have been right. badly damaged because no, Canelo wasn't badly damaged after that. He fight. wasn't badly damaged, but I'll tell you something. Even in that fight, right? If we were doing our podcast at the time, uh-huh. I would have chosen Mayweather. Yeah, because um, I think the fight was the fight at one forty seven. Was that one fifty four? I think he made him come down a little bit. Yeah. But e- either way, okay, uh, Canelo wasn't ready. Yeah. We had seen Canelo fight a number of times. There was nothing that I had seen at that point from Canelo mm. that made me think that he had a realistic chance. We yeah. know what Mayweather can do. In this case, right, and again, we could speak on this as subject yeah. matter experts at this point, we saw that Teofimo was equipped, right, with enough yeah. skill set to not only compete but to beat Loma. So we didn't think yeah. that it was as much of a risk. But that being said... In the sense of boxing and how it is, so much kudos to Teofimo for taking mm-hmm. the fight, right? And risking losing that donut, which we know in boxing is a big deal, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I think one of the one of my biggest worries going into the fight was Lopez was going to struggle to make weight. Yeah. They brought in a new nu- nutritionist, and um, mm-hmm. the weight wasn't an issue. Yeah. He looked great at the weigh-in. Yeah. Know, he didn't look drained. Phenomenal. He looked, he looked freaking strong. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. He said, I mean, he looked ripped, yeah. right? I mean, he was making good use of his time during mm-hmm. COVID, right? Just like us. Yeah, no, yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. So, okay, so, yeah, as far as um, Teofimo, okay, what I what would I like him to do? Yeah. I would like him to, I you know, I'm a little bit old school, right? I like seeing a guy clean out the division, yeah. okay? Remember, he had just beaten Richard Kami. To mm-hmm. win the you know the the IBF's version of the lightweight championship, yeah. now he beats um, Loma, who yeah. could not only pound for pound but more importantly in the lightweight division held the other straps. I would like to see him fight Devin Haney. Yeah. Okay. That'd be a good fight. Yeah, that would be a good. Yeah, I'd like to see him fight mm-hmm. Devin Haney. I think he beats Devin Haney, by the way. Yeah. And then I'd like to see him fight Ryan Garcia. Oh, it, it, it would be great. Are you fights. kidding me? Yeah. You right. Know, I think. Uh, Are you kidding me? If uh, if Ryan Garcia knocks out Luke Campbell, has yeah. a great fight against it. Yeah, you, you could probably see that fight. At maybe the end of twenty twenty one. Right. Yeah. You maybe put maybe put them on the same card. Mm-hmm. Although you know, again, now you're talking Golden yeah. Boy top rank. Golden right? Boy top rank. Not sure how well that you know they are. But as it, dense. It, it did seem like uh, you know they 
they've been working a lot together late recently. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think um, who was the the professor? Yeah. Went on to top ranks card. Yeah. Won. Yeah. The title. He was a Golden Boy fighter. Yeah. Talking about uh, Joshua Franco. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so th- those fights could be made. De La Hoya also posted on uh, yeah. on Twitter. You know. Giving uh, props to uh, Top Rank for putting this fight right. on regular ESPN, not yeah. making it pay per view. Yeah, and by the way, let, let's talk about that. I totally agree. Yeah, how great was that? I'm at, um, you know, I'm at my daughter's travel ball, you know, fast pitch mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in uh, Barona down in San Diego, and I was telling everybody like, oh, we're we gonna be able to see. It? I said it's on ESPN. It's on ESPN. It's free. And guess what, man? Because of that, the fight was on Saturday, Sunday. 10, 20 people coming up to me mm-hmm. after the fight talking about it. If that fight is on ESPN Plus, yeah, right? Nobody's seen nobody it. Seen it. Yeah. And and that's just something to think about. Again, I was talking about, you know, the Arguello and some of the old school fights. All those fights, Rick, were on CBS, Wide World of Sports mm-hmm. at 2.30 p.m. on a Saturday and on a Sunday. Yeah. And, and I, everyone saw them. And I don't even know if it was perfectly timed. Yeah. But by the time they're making their walkouts. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Rays uh, game had yeah. just finished. Yeah, that so, was perfect. You know, everybody could switch right over, not have yeah. to worry about either one of the baseball games, and and watch the fight. It'd be great to see the ratings on that, right? Mm-hmm. Just to see how the how that fight did compared to everything else on a Saturday. Yeah, at the uh, you know the the uh, the proverbial eight p.m. slot. So, I, I would like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I would like to see. Yeah, the the Haney Garcia. I'd really like the Garcia one because yeah, uh, Garcia's got a couple inches on uh, right. Teofimo. Just as fast, um, you know, young, explosive, right? Yeah. Can you imagine the the crap talking in that fight Oh, once man. they get going? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Do they get along? You're saying they've worked to, I mean, No, 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 no. I don't think they get along. I yeah. Think, uh, you, you, uh, wouldn't, you wouldn't think so. Big egos. Yeah, no. Right? I think uh, Lopez, you know, had issue with uh, a lot of the uh, attention Ryan Garcia was getting right. early in his career. Right. Uh, felt he wasn't uh, justified. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, definitely. You know, he's he's going to be cocky, and uh, you know his dad is going to be uh, cocky as well. Yeah. And um, you know, as long as Ryan Garcia doesn't get sucked into that, you know, I think it, it it's going it would be a great fight. And see, and that's the kind of fight, right? That uh-huh. hopefully by next year, you know, God willing, mm-hmm. um, we're a little bit further ahead with the COVID. Yeah. And there, you know, we get to actually see because those are the kind of fights. Can you imagine that yeah. fight live? So yeah, so so I would like to see Teofimo clean out the um, lightweight division, and mm-hmm. those are the only guys really that that are you know you got Gervonta Davis. Yeah. I don't consider him a lightweight. Yeah, okay? no. Yeah, he's got one of the I'm not I don't even know what version of the WBO champion WBA championship he has, but and he's got one. I don't think that 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 fight would ever happen. I don't, I don't think Mayweather and yeah. And- you know, I, I, I don't think so Davis either. Put in that fight. No, I don't think so either. So I mean, no, no, he'd he'd get throttled. I mean, imagine yeah. how he looked against um, uh, the guy that Devin Haney's going to fight. Yeah, Yuri Yorkis Gamboa. So that's it. I said. So what I would like to see: beat Haney, right? Beat Ryan Garcia, then move up to 140, right? Yeah. Then we'll see who's still standing between uh, Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor, mm-hmm. right? Then go up because, and as soon as he does that, right, they're going to rank him, you know, probably number one. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. And there's a lot of fights to be made there. There's still Regis Progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and, and any so that that's what I'd like to see. Then let's make noise at the 140 division. Yeah, you know, I, I think even in uh, one of the articles I read, um, they were talking about 
going all the way up to 147 and finding uh, yeah. Terrence Crawford. Yeah, and that's possible, yeah. right? And that and that's very possible. But I think again, you first know, take care of the better. Yeah, business. it's one it's one step at a time. And I think that you know because there's there's and it's funny, right? But with one fight. All of a sudden, right? He's got the he's got the target. He's got the bullseye mm-hmm. on him, right? Now Devin Haney's calling him out, and all of a sudden, right? He was, you know, yeah. the man who beat the man, kind of deal, right? Yeah. So, but again, clean out the light. Give us two more fights at lightweight. That's all. And right? uh, you know, one of the quotes he was saying was, yeah. you know, all these fighters are afraid to lose. Yeah. They all want to be Money Mayweather. Yeah. Right. He said, but before you can become Money Mayweather, yeah, you have to be. Pretty boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fight everybody and clean out, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the division before you can sit there and pick and choose who you're going to fight. Yeah. And that's the path he wanted to do. Yeah, and that's a good point. And that's what I'm saying, man. It was a big risk what he did at at his age, at his, you know, with with 15 fights, fighting a guy like Lomachenko. He loses, and you know what? All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, it was too early. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't have done it. Ill-advised. Why? He's 15-1. and So now now who's he going to fight, right? All of a sudden, he drops to the very bottom. We're not talking about Teofimo Lopez and Ryan Garcia the same anymore. Ryan Garcia throttles Luke Campbell, let's just say, and knocks him out. And guess guess who's the biggest name in the lightweight division? Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney. And Lopez is just kind of off to the side. But he doesn't. He turns in a brilliant performance, a masterful performance. Mm -hmm. He's now the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm one or two fights at lightweight at most. But I'll tell you, if he could only choose one, it would have to be Ryan Garcia is the one I would rather see. Uh-huh. But, you know, but if he doesn't have a strap, it's not worth it. But, you know, he may win his version yeah, of, the, of I, the BSWBC. I, I, I think Haney probably gets that fight before Ryan Garcia. Yeah. But... Uh, Who's Haney promoted by? Um, Eddie Hearn. Oh, uh, okay. Matchroom. Matchroom. So that's that's better. Yeah. He, he's, got, he's got more options there. So, But I do think eventually Ryan Garcia, you know, he's 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. yeah. You know, if it's not next year, it could be in a couple of years, and yeah. it could be at 140, it could be at yeah. 147. Yeah. You know, Ryan Garcia is not going to be able to be at 135 for forever. You wouldn't think so, but we'll see how he, yeah. how he, how he fills out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, remember, you know, Alexis Arguello was 5'10". Yeah. And, and uh, 140 was a push for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he was really pushing yeah. at, that, at 140, Rick, because even though we may look, hey, you know, you're tall – they're tall for a reason, mm-hmm. so they kind of have like that really thin. I forget what that body type is. You know the what is it? You know the endomorphs and yeah. that he's got that thin build that I don't think it's as sometimes as easy as we think mm-hmm. to get to that big. But I think one forty, yes, yeah. right. Because here's the thing: is uh, with Ryan Garcia, what's his biggest, um, w- what's his biggest weapon? Ryan Garcia That's is the his, left hook, yeah, and, and the speed of it, yeah, right. The speed that he lands it. So when you move up, even if it's five pounds, one forty, mm-hmm. you lose that sharpness and that speed. Yeah, and it's not the same. And that's the problem when you move up in weight. It's like, yeah, you can make one forty, one forty seven, but all of a sudden those openings that you see that you used to be able to just bam, just hit at at one hundred and thirty five, mm-hmm. it's not as easy anymore at at the at the bigger weights when you're eight pounds over. Yeah. So, I I don't know. But I think that um, so there you go. So to a female, one or two more fights at lightweight, Rick, and then let's look at 140. Yeah. So I think this is just me. I think you know what's what's on the horizon. One or two in 2021 mm-hmm. at lightweight, maybe, maybe toward the end of next year, we're looking at a fight at 140. But yeah, you know, and then Teofimo, you know, he strikes me as the guy. He's not going to take these uh, 
you know, these tune-up fights. Right. You know, he's he's looking for the big fights. He, right. You know, he wants the big money fights. I wouldn't be surprised if if, if there's a strong push yeah. by Lomachenko yeah. and Bob Arum. You know, they could throw a lot of money. You and know, and by way. the way, that's a good point. And you know Bob Arum is, by the way. Yeah. Because yeah. you know Bob Arum's got these, you know, believe me, yeah. right? The, uh, you know, the things he's done, the shystiness yeah. in his dealings in boxing. Yeah, mm-hmm. what he's going to do to make that fight because he knows that it will be profitable. Yeah, he's going to do whatever he can to yeah. get that fight. The good news is, is that Teofimo is now the A-side. Yeah. By far, by the mm-hmm. way. By far because of the performance that he turned in. And and, and he's going to probably say, give me, let's do the split, 75-25. Yeah. You know, right. or I'm not making the fight because it was it would be, and, and I tell you because it was non-competitive. Yeah, it was a competitive fight. It's we're talking a whole different story, yeah. right? We're like, hey, it was controversial. Let's do it again, right? Yeah, I, I don't it, think there's a huge. The public's not demanding a rematch. You know, he, it. He was outclassed. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, Lomachenko was outclassed mm-hmm. by Teofimo Lopez. He did make it look easy, and you know what? I think if they do it again, he'll make it look even easier. Yeah, and he may knock him out. There you go, folks. There's the as much analysis as we can give you. Probably a whole lot more we can talk about. But, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for giving us a great fight. We finally got that mega fight, and it delivered, Rick. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely in. And then uh, you were finally able to make it, Yeah, you know, so where you could watch the fight uh, together. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Even us, right? Yeah. First, I think, right? First COVID fight that we got to watch, yeah, right there. Yeah. Right? Didn't have to send each other, you know, a million text messages. Yeah. Like we do in the Dodger games. Yeah. So that that's that that's that's a bonus, you know. Um, all right, folks. We're gonna come right back. We're not gonna certainly not gonna forget about the stat of the week. Yeah, no, definitely. Gotta get the stat of the week. And then of course, uh, we'll talk about what's coming up for next week. Good stuff, folks. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado is back. A segment that we have to do every week just by popular demand, of course, is the stat of the week, Rick. So what do we got? So uh, stat of the week uh, goes along with the uh, fight from this past weekend. Yes. Uh, Teofimo Lopez became the youngest fighter to become a four-belt champion since the WBO was founded in 1988. Wow. So, of course, my next questions, of course, are going to be who did he just beat? For the record, who who was before him? Uh, before him was uh, Jermaine Taylor, who had won um, the, the unified championship at, at middleweight. No kidding, over huh? Bernard Hopkins. Wow, that's interesting. And uh, Teofimo was what? Is he is he twenty three? Twenty three years old. Wow. Yeah. You know, you think about that stat, right? And I think that's as much about matchmaking nowadays and the ability mm-hmm. to fight for somebody who's got all belts. Yeah. And and, and what I'm saying is, I guess, is that. It's probably harder to do now than it was before yeah. because of all the bureaucracy and politics that goes along with that. Because here's the thing, right? Um, you know, we've been talking, and that's a good set of the week, by the way, you know, on the kind of dovetailing on the Teofimo and Loma fight yeah. is that how long, right, is Teofimo going to be able to keep all of those belts? Because yeah. you and I know, right, that each one of those sanctioning bodies is going to have their own version of mandatory defense yeah and there's only so many times right that you can forego that defense yeah so right it you know and it's hard to to collect all four titles you know yeah will we ever have a unified title at 147 will we get a spence crawford fight you know as soon as uh that's what i'm saying people get belts yeah 
you know, they like to hang on to them. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So that one, you know, because Loma happened to be a Bob Arum top rank mm-hmm. guy, just like Teofimo. And Bob Arum knows that that is the biggest fight to make. Both fighters wanted it. Mm -hmm. He had no choice. Otherwise, you know, he'd be getting sued. Just like uh, De La Hoya, Golden Boy's getting sued. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't don't know if it's necessarily that, uh, you know, obviously Teofimo's a special talent. But there probably have been other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that you have all of these political issues with the sanctioning bodies is why it mm-hmm. hasn't happened sooner because you think Jermaine Taylor was a while back. That was, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years ago, yeah. right? At least. Yeah, at least. So, I mean, yeah. So it's not like we haven't had good young fighters uh-huh. that haven't been able to win. It's that they just happen to be in the wrong camp. Yeah. And even at heavyweight. Right. We've never had a heavyweight champion with all four titles. Never or never. just hasn't happened? It hasn't happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Since yeah. yeah, since the WBO. Well, yeah. then, well, yeah. There you have it. There you and have then, it. And uh, then we we will have another fight of this nature. Yeah. Uh, Jose Ramirez, Josh Taylor. Right. They're, they're going to fight for all four titles. Right. Right. But another top rank fight. And the ring yeah. championship, by the way, too. Yeah. yeah that's right. Another top rank because they're both in there. That, yeah. So that's why I'm saying. So that's as much. That stat is is as rare, not necessarily for the age, mm-hmm. but the fact that the fighters that hold the belts belong to the same promotional company. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, good luck. Yeah, yeah. then it's not happening. Because then you start to get into the who's the A side, who's the mm-hmm. B side, who's going to make a you know X amount of money, and then it just doesn't happen. And they know, right? Both sides know that, hey, this is a big risk. We lose this fight because in Aram's, like in this case, you know, all the belts are still top rank. Yeah, so he still, you know, still gets all the money. Right. So, but you know, be that as it may, right? Still very impressive that Teofimo's the youngest mm-hmm. to capture all four belts in one division. That's yeah. still saying something. That being said, all that shenanigans with the sanctioning bodies, he still have to go in there and win the fight, right? Yeah. Which, which of course he did. And I'll tell you, right? One more note about that fight. I want you to think about this. If you were watching two these two guys, let's say they've got different names, and these are just two lightweights, right? Mm-hmm. Um. There, would you consider that an exciting fight if it was just two guys that had no name, right? Yeah, you know, probably not. Probably you not. Know. You'd be looking at the fight and saying, geez, this is lopsided, right? But but the significance of it, you know, elevates it to that point. No, no, absolutely, that, yeah. and and who they are and all that. But you, but you know what I'm saying? My, yeah. my point is it was a non-competitive fight. Mm-hmm. Lopez completely floored him, right? Yeah. And for Aram and stuff like we talked about in the period in the in the previous segment, I was just thinking about that in the break, right? Just about how if these were two no name lightweights, right, or top ten, we probably would change it and say, yeah. "Geez, this guy's dominating." Uh-huh. Him. That's what was so impressive about what uh, what Teofimo did, man. No, yeah, definitely. You know, he was able to outbox him, and and he was the stronger fighter. Yeah, that was something else. All right, folks, we'll be right back to wrap this thing up. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. Rick, what a show, man. Um, You know, audience is growing, so can't wait for them to listen to this show. Next week, we've got um, some pretty exciting stuff lined up, so we're going to be breaking down the same way we broke down the – um, this particular fight, mm-hmm. we've got the Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah. So that's going to be big. Want to break down that fight. Looking forward now, to that. Yeah, one. now people really want to know what our take is uh-huh. and what we think is going to happen. Um, and I don't even know if we've actually 
on the show said I'm who broken he thinks down. Gonna no win. And, and I don't even think I'm ready right now to make a make a decision I'm gonna have to uh, you know study up for that one I'm on the same page as you right yeah. because we've talked about you know you know is Ken Tank Davis make 130 if he makes 130, right? How motivated he's going to be? Mm-hmm. Is Leo Santa Cruz over his head as far as you know height, weight? Or not height, but weight, etc. Yeah. So um, definitely going to break that fight down next week. That's going to be the focus of that. Mm-hmm. Going to see again, like we did the week before when we brought in uh, Lasado. See if we can get another fighter. I'm going to get. I want to see if we can get another trainer to come in mm-hmm. and uh, and give us a, their feedback on that particular fight, just to get somebody else's opinion. Yeah. Um, We've also got a couple big fights that are coming at the end of uh, of October, and then of course, hopefully, we're going to see if we have uh, the author of the uh, the books we're talking about, mm-hmm. Christian um, Judice, um, and hopefully, he can uh, he can make a segment and talk to us about his upcoming uh, uh, book about Hector Macho Camacho. Can't wait about that. I should be close to done with the Roberto Duran book by that. I'll tell you, man. Again, if you if you're a huge if you if you're a boxing fan, forget about if you're a Roberto Duran fight. If you are a boxing fan, you got to get these books. Yeah. Because he goes into the details, not only of the fighters, but the fights, how they took place, and it's all the other fighters, by the way, that these guys were fighting at the time, mm-hmm. and the matchmaking, the politics. It's just fascinating. So if you're a fight fan. Um, highly recommend you go into Amazon and order these four books. Excellent read. The Rofredo Bazooka Gomez book is coming in. That's your homework, Rick. You've yeah, got to okay. check out that book. The you know number one Puerto Rican fighter of all time. Yeah. Okay, lost his first fight or not lost? First fight was a draw, and then guess what? His next thirty-two fights won them all by stoppage. Oh wow! You tell me another Puerto Rican any fighter that's yeah. able to do that. No, yeah, definitely. That's a that's a good run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bantamweight division. Yeah, the guy was just a king, man. All right, folks, that does it for this week's episode, round three, Pacific Coast boxing. Can't wait. See you next week. Be safe. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Yeah, maybe we may be World Series champions by next week. Yeah, you know, close to it, right? Let's hopefully it'll be pretty close. Yeah, right. I don't think if there's a game seven, does it go? Uh, it, game game six and seven would be. Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. So hopefully it's it's already decided and we're not even talking about that. All right, folks, talk to you guys. Be good next week. Be safe.